What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe. It is Monday, October 4th. Week 4 almost in the books. Of course, we have Monday Night Football tonight, but I want to recap everything we saw yesterday. I don't want to tell you goofy stories about stuff you don't care about. Yes, that's right. We're diving right into it. and Let's start with Washington and Atlanta. A very interesting game, a rubber meets the road kind of game for a few different players, but let's talk on the Washington side first. Unfortunately, it looks like Logan Thomas is going to miss some time. Banged up, barely played in this one. Uh, That's unfortunate, but it happens in football, as we know, all too well. But there were a lot of good things to take away from this contest. First and foremost, Terry McLaurin getting it done. Two touchdowns for him. Taylor Heineke, man. Taylor Heineke. I don't know what happens when Fitzy comes back, but number five quarterback for the week here so far uh, for Taylor Heineke. Not worried about uh, J.D. McKissick's usage. He's going to be using the passing game a little bit. Antonio Gibson's just fine. He scored a rushing touchdown. He's a top 20 fantasy option. So no major worries there. Uh, no, we shouldn't just forget about the uh, all the steps to get into the Hall of Fame. We can't put Cordero Patterson in just yet. And honestly, this is not sustainable production for Cordero Patterson. He played 23 snaps. That's it. 51 for Mike Davis. So while he may be the number one fantasy running back for the week, just be careful. This is like a prime sell high opportunity. Calvin Ridley, 7 for 80, but 13 targets. I love that volume. And Kyle Pitts, I know people are going to lose their minds over this, but dude had nine targets. And Matt Ryan kind of started getting it going a little bit. I mean, it was mostly to Patterson, but uh, that's at least encouraging there. Let's move on to the next contest, of course, Houston and Buffalo. On the Houston side, uh, do we really have to? I mean, is there really anything to be said here? (sighs) I got nothing. I mean, Brandon Cooks did have seven targets, so that's okay, but they need to rod Taylor back under center. ASAP. ASAP. On the Buffalo side of things, well, Buffalo continued to roll here. Zach Moss continued to roll. It's still, now we're back to the split that we had last year. 40 snaps for Moss, seven, uh, 32 for Singletary out of a total 72 possible plays. So they are splitting it up that way. Both saw 14 carries. Moss got in the end zone, but Singletary was still effective in this one. And um, yeah, Singletary RB 33, Moss 24. That's about what we were last week. Or last year, that is. Dawson Knox, nuts. Nuts in this one. Two scores for him. But just remember that uh, tight end is is broken as a position. It is completely broken. And if you need an indicator, this doesn't happen at other positions. You don't have completely random guys finishing as the top options at the position on a weekly basis. This week, here are some of the top tight ends. Dawson Knox, Moale Cox, Uh, Dalton Schultz and Max Williams. None of those guys were drafted. The position is completely broken. Uh, There is some sustainability, though, with Knox, at least, and Stephon Diggs getting back on track in this one. Uh, Moving on to the next contest, uh, Detroit-Chicago. A little better for Justin Fields, though they did really cover him up, and they ran the ball a ton, and early it looked like it was going to be an absolutely monster game for David Montgomery. Still a pretty big game. He left with an injury. However, it does not seem like the injury is severe, fortunately. He may miss some time, though, which would put Damian Williams on the fantasy radar. Uh, But uh, no ACL. 
Fortunately, Darnell Mooney getting deep in this one. And honestly, people are frustrated with Allen Robinson. He had three for 63 here. It's just they did not throw the football. Only 17 passing attempts for Justin Fields. He was pretty efficient on those, but uh, they they really have the training wheels on that offense. On the Detroit side, well, you know, fortunately, Jared Goff, like that whole thing, that has come back to earth and nobody is assuming they can use him on a regular basis. But 299 and two, I mean, in two quarterback leagues, he's fine. Jamal Williams out carries DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift with four for 34 as a receiver, but not a big game for him. Hawkinson, not a big game, but he did have eight targets. So I like that number there uh, for TJ Hawkinson. And, you know, hey, 83 yards for Quintez Cephas, but Khalif Raymond gets both touchdowns. You know, it's just, it's a mess. Uh, no, no, no. There are, there's no value to Khalif Raymond. Carolina and Dallas, Cam Darnold <laughs> scoring two more rushing touchdowns. Don't expect that to continue, especially when McCaffrey is back, which could be as early as this week. And boy, oh boy, if you spent all your fab on Chuba Hubbard, 13 for 57 and was out-targeted by Rodney Smith. I had a feeling something weird was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be Rodney Smith going 5 for 48 as a receiver, but... Whatever. If you have a piece of DJ Moore, you are very happy. Eight for 113 on 12 targets, two scores. And Robbie Anderson, 11 targets. So he is not dead in the water just yet. On the Dallas side, if you ever needed an example of negative correlation, well, here it is for you. The running backs, 30 carries for over 200 yards, 210 to be precise. The passing game, 188. Now, Dak had four passing scores. So you were fine, but if you had like CeeDee Lamb, you were not fine, and that's negative correlation. If they're going to run the football well, they are not going to throw the ball much. It's just plain and simple there. What do you do? I mean, you're kind of in this thing. Unfortunately, you can't sell low. And, you know, if you have Elliott, you have to be really happy with what you saw there uh, this week. Anyway, uh, we roll on next on the list. Another rubber meets the road kind of game for Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis and Miami. So I'll hit that game up here right after the break. You know, there are various points in the season. I had said it for, for example, Clyde Edwards-Alaire last week, where I will say, if it doesn't happen this week, ain't going to happen. Well, that was Jonathan Taylor against Miami, and fortunately, it happened this week. 16 for 103 and a touchdown. Caught three balls for 11. I'll take the extra four points in a PPR any day. Uh, But solid. Top 10. Great. That's exactly what we drafted him for. Otherwise, all you get is Mo Alley-Cox, and no, this is not sustainable. Three for 42, two scores. Anytime you have three catches and two of them are touchdowns, it should go without saying that it's not sustainable. But Jack Doyle also banged up in this one. On the Miami side, I, I'm looking. I can't seem to find an injury. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right place for Miles Gaskin. But he had two two carries for three yards. That's it. Only touches. Savon Ahmed had five touches. Uh, Malcolm Brown had nine touches. I have no idea what's going on here. I'm going to watch the game back, though. Otherwise... Gasecki got in the end zone and was a solid enough play. Remember, it's Brissett under center. Brissett seems to like him. When Tua comes back, who knows? But we'll get at least another game of Brissett uh, in the meantime. 
Moving on to Cleveland and Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is not matchup proof. I don't think anybody really hopefully thought he was. This is a prime example. You can use Kirk Cousins in the good games and the bad games. You want to keep him on the bench. Dalvin Cook, though, this was a legit timeshare in this game. So he was not fully back. Two catches for 10 yards. He did have six targets, but nine carries, uh, 10 for Alexander Madison. So Dalvin Cook was a little bit of a disaster for fantasy purposes here. Friendly reminder to just not drop uh, Alexander Madison. If Cook goes down again, Madison is... I mean, he's a top 10, if not a top 5. Probably safe to say top 10. Jefferson getting in the end zone. Thielen, no, but Thielen actually did lead the team in targets with 8. So there's that. On the other side, really not much going in the passing game, which I thought was a little surprising just given that you you can throw a little bit, certainly, on the Minnesota pass defense. You had a a down game uh, from Odell Beckham Jr. from a fantasy standpoint, two for 27, but he did have seven targets, 144 air yards, which is also very encouraging. I know that doesn't do anything for you for fantasy purposes, but it was really a negative correlation game. You had 35 carries from your backfield, 14 for Hunt, 21 for Chubb, 69 and a score for Hunt, 100 for Chubb. Chubb, again, Derek Delemid us. And if you don't know what a Derek Dilemma is, it's named after Derek Henry. It's when you have a running back who sees heavy volume in the run game, doesn't score a touchdown, and doesn't really do anything in the passing game. So 21 for 100. He had one for five in the passing game. He's RB 27. And that's not a bad game. It's unfortunate. PPR kind of hurts these traditional running backs. Anyway, uh, goodbye low opportunity potentially there on Nick Chubb. Moving on to the Giants and New Orleans. Saquon is back and he doesn't leave the field and that is beautiful 56 snaps for him out of a possible 63 he goes 15 or 13 that is for 52 and a score on the ground catches five for 74 which is so good and a score game winning uh touchdown from him in this one obviously number two fantasy running back for the week Saquon's back. If you took the discount on him, good on you. Uh, With no Sterling Shepard, with no Darius Slayton, we did see some Kenny Galladay. Of course, John Ross catches the long touchdown. (laughs) Yay, John Ross. Uh, But six for 116 on seven targets for Kenny Galladay. That's encouraging right there, him getting on the same page a little bit there. Uh, With... Daniel Jones on the New Orleans side. Thank you, Taysom Hill, for vulturing two touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. We got Derek Delemid on Alvin Kamara as well. 26 for 120. I love that. He's the number 25 PPR running back because he had no catches. If it makes you feel any better, there was only four running back targets. Tony Jones had three of them. Tony Jones was carted off in this one with an ankle injury, by the way. But... The key here, this wouldn't have been a Derek Dilemma week if Taysom Hill wouldn't have taken both of the red zone touchdowns. Taysom Hill, 6 for 28 as a runner. Caught two balls for 26 yards as well. They used a lot of Taysom Hill in this one. Uh, Mark West Callaway caught a long ball in this one. Encouraging, but really wasn't targeted very heavily. Just had two targets. Deontay Harris actually leading the team in targets. And Jawan Johnson getting in the zone, but only 14 snaps played. Don't chase that touchdown. Uh, Tennessee and the Jets. Derrick Henry had like a very quiet big day. 
it was one of those where you know I didn't we didn't really see many big plays out of him. He did score the touchdown, but you look down at the end of the day and he's a number three PPR running back, thirty three for one fifty seven. Got the touchdown, so he didn't Derek dilemma us. And then he had two for twenty. I mean, he's on a fast track to a career year as a receiver. Doesn't take much, but he's getting there. Tannehill was was expectedly not a top play this week. Really was thrown to Josh Reynolds for most of the day. He was banged up towards the end. Uh, Akina or Westbrook Akina ends up with three for twenty nine. So hopefully he didn't roll the dice on him. And that's about it on that side. Now on the other side, I I saw far too many people in the Discord, the FTN Fantasy Discord, saying that that Corey Davis was available. Hopefully he wasn't, but if he was and you picked him up, good on you. Four for 111 and a score. This is what he's capable of in good matchups. Jamison Crowder getting back out there and actually was pretty solid. Nine targets, caught seven for 61 and a score. Overall, not too shabby. And the Michael Carter era, it's definitely officially underway. 31 snaps for him, 11 for Tevin Coleman, 20 for Ty Johnson. Carter goes 13 for 38, eh, but scores a a touchdown. Had three targets, only caught one for negative four yards, so he really doesn't get you much in the passing game. But still, 31 among running backs in PPR scoring. That is flex-worthy production right there. And Zach Wilson, I said this was a get-right game for him. I would say he got, he, he certainly got right. You know, it's it wasn't a massive game, but two quarterback leagues, he was very, very, very playable this week uh, with his results. Kansas City, Philly, it was as promised. It was a big, big, big offensive performance on both sides, really. On the Kansas City side, Patrick Mahomes didn't have to do that much. He didn't put up a big yardage day, but he had five scores, and and really a lot of it was just Tyreek Hill going nuts. 11 for 186 and three scores for him. Hey, I mean, Travis Kelsey, it's really rare that you have a game like this, but you have, you occasionally will have games like this, unfortunately. Uh, the other encouraging thing, Clyde Edwards-Lair, 14 for 102. Now, 10 carries for Darrell Williams should be noted, including two goal line carries. But 14 for 102 for Edwards-Lair gets in the zone as a receiver as well. A solid week for him. Top 12 week is all you can really ask for. Uh, Philly... Lots of Jalen Hurts ends up throwing big time numbers, not not in terms of passing touchdowns, just two there, but 387 on 48 passing attempts. Great connection in this one with the tight ends. Goddard, five for 56 in a score, six for 60 for Ertz, and of course, Devontae Smith having a big game here. Seven for 122 for Smith. The team still cannot run the football, just 10 carries for the running backs. Kenny Gainwell, just be careful. He's the passing down back, and I don't think that changes unless something happens to Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders' arrow is definitely pointing down. Uh, Moving on to Arizona and the Rams. Arizona, pretty good. I said this was a litmus test game for them. Pretty good game. That team is the real deal. And, of course, big part of that you know, is is just simply having that advantage of having Kyler Murray under center, a top ten week for him. Not a not an outrageously good week, but he adds that that thirty nine extra yards as a runner is so key. Uh, two sixty eight and two as a passer. Chase Edmonds goes for hundred and twenty yards on twelve carries, but of course James Conner scores two touchdowns because he has four freaking goal line carries. But anyway, they're both top twelve as of right now. Max Williams looks like he's going to be a feature part of this offense. Five for 66 and a touchdown. And, of course, predictably, it was not the best day for the wide receivers. On the Los Angeles side, Robert Woods got in the end zone. 
So there you go. That's it right there. Uh, Robert Woods, four for 48 and a touchdown, whatever. Cooper Cup had 13 targets, but only caught five for 64, so came back to earth in this one. He still is the top dog. It's not close. Daryl Henderson plays 61 snaps, just seven for Sony Michelle. So the numbers, they're okay for Henderson. 14 for 89, I'll take that. Five for 27, so you didn't Derek, Derek dilemma you. And Stafford, better days will be ahead for uh, for him. But it's very clear, Henderson is way ahead of Sony Michelle. Very surprised that the gap is is that big. I mean, whatever. Um, moving on to Seattle and San Francisco. Great analysis there. Whatever. Chris Carson, whatever. What the heck happened there? Well, apparently he was getting some rest. That's why Alex Collins was getting run here. This is definitely something we need to pay attention to. Uh, otherwise, uh, the, the locket roller coaster continues. And, uh, well, DK Metcalf wasn't terrible. Four for 65, but did get in the end zone. San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. Calf injury. We'll see how long this sidelines are for. But Trey Lance gets in there, and it wasn't as bad as Justin Fields. It wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as Justin Fields. 157 and two scores, seven for 41 as a runner. Lots of Trey Sermon in this one, and that's about it because Trenton Cannon. Trenton Cannon might lose his job after the special teams performance, but 19 for 89 for Trey Sermon. This is all Debo Samuel, and it was a ton of George Kittle, even though the stats don't show it. 11 targets, 4 for 40, by low on George Kittle right now uh, after that. Baltimore and Denver, well, a little bit of a surprise for some that Tyson Williams was not active for this one. But honestly, I don't think it was a surprise. I was even telling people to drop him heading into this contest because it just didn't seem like like it was there. Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman were the running backs, and it was mostly Murray, 18 for 59 in a score, not the most efficient day there. Bell had four carries for 11, did get a target. I ended up picking up Bell in a league because the waiver wire was just completely picked over, and we'll see if there's anything there. I'm not holding my breath, though. Uh, Marquise Brown got behind the defense on another long touchdown, so... It's not too shabby for him. On the Denver side, another injury at quarterback. Teddy concussed, so we saw Drew Locke. The offense just did not look like it, – it, it couldn't run with Drew Locke under center. You had a lot of miscommunication, it seemed like, between him and Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick didn't do much of anything. But I tell you what, Noah Fant, for as long as K.J. Hamler is out, Noah Fant is going to be a viable option. Six for 46 and a touchdown, 10 targets for Noah Fant. Pittsburgh and Green Bay – well, on the Green Bay side of things, you had two touchdowns from Randall Cobb, but honestly, people are going to chase Randall Cobb on waivers. I don't think we should. Six for 64 on 11 targets for Devontae Adams. We know how good he can be. Uh, you know, better days will be ahead. A.J. Dillon had a nice one here. 15 for 81 for A.J. Dillon. Uh, solid day. I mean, not a big fantasy day, but wasn't big fantasy day for Aaron Jones either. But overall, that's encouraging there for A.J. Dillon. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, it was a ton of Deontay Johnson. 13 targets, 9 for 92, and a score. Najee Harris, 15 for 61 and a score on the ground, and then an additional 6 for 29 as a receiver. That's top five production right there. Ben still looks shaky, but at least he was delivering the ball. Finally, Tampa and New England, not the offensive explosion maybe some of us had thought, but Brady figures out a way to get it done. And, well, they avoided they, – they should have lost potentially there with the field goal at the end. But regardless, 
They avoided the loss. Let's put it that way. Uh, Brady breaks the record, but only 269, no scores, a down week for fantasy for sure. Mike Evans saw 12 targets, 7 for 75, 11 targets for Antonio Brown, uh, just 5 for Chris Godwin, so tough one for Chris Godwin, and a lot of Leonard Fournette. Fournette played 64 snaps, just 13 for Ronald Jones, 20 for 91, 3 for 47. This could be Leonard Fournette emerging as a feature back for this backfield. Very, very interesting. On the New England side, Hunter Hendry getting in the end zone. I had to start him in a league, so I'll take it. Wasn't a huge week for Henry by any means, but I'll take a top 10, four for 32 and a score. John Smith also got in the end zone, three for 14 and a score. Jacoby Myers, heavy volume, eight for 70 on 12 targets. And looky, looky, Damian Harris running some pass routes. Now, there's still more Brandon Bolden there, and nobody could run on them at all. So Harris, the only points he had really came from the passing game, two for 30. Caught two balls, or had two targets, that is, and caught both of them. So there you go. (laughs) Give me more. Give me more of that. Anyway, that wraps things up for today. Tomorrow we'll be back with waivers for you here. Week 5, Fantasy Football Waivers. At Jeff Rackliff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram, FTNFantasy.com. Go check it out, and I will catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out. (laughs) 